Welcome to the Quit Vaping Podcast, the podcast designed to make you a non-listener. In this show, I'm not going to scare you away from a life of vaping. What I am going to do is show you just how good your life can be without it. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. All right, guys. So welcome to episode 50. I have a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a really, really good episode. I say that every episode, but I really do mean it. I I think that these episodes are very high quality and you can learn a lot from each one of them. So welcome. I just want to say it's the 19th of December today, 2023. And I'm sitting here in Michigan. I'm looking at the beautiful like skyline. I should say skyline, but to most people, they think of skyline, they think of a city. I'm looking at literally like my deck and some trees. (laughs) But they're covered in snow and it's like the prettiest thing in the whole world. I've decorated my apartment for Christmas this year. I'm actually having a boyfriend come and visit and he's going to like literally be here with my family. The last time that I had a boyfriend come with family was 2018 or I think 2017 or 2018. So it's been a while. I'm very, very excited. Everything's going very good. I'm extremely and incredibly grateful for everything in my life right now. And then as you may or may not have heard, I'm ending this podcast at 52 episodes, not because I'm sick of it or it's not good or I can't think of any more episodes because I genuinely think that one solid year block of episodes on this podcast is enough to get you the information you need. And if you need any more help, like the whole entire reason I'm quitting the podcast is not because I'm quitting life coaching. I'm going to be switching over to other modes of um, social media. So I'll be on YouTube and make some really good quality YouTube videos moving forward. I'm going to be on TikTok. You'll see my Instagram. Uh, you can always join my email list and get my freebie, the 20 craving tips, and I will be here. And the pivot that I'm making in my career is not out of vaping. It's that I'm going to include other things as well as I kind of go forward. So I want to teach about vaping and then also dopamine. I want to teach about manifesting and how it relates to your dopamine systems and addiction. So as I continue to grow, I will continue to make better and a more evolved and advanced content. And part of that is the program that I'm sure you've heard about. If I've talked, you know, if you've been on this podcast, you've heard about me talking about my program, um, the quit vaping program. I actually am redoing the entire thing right now now. And I'm doing it on a PowerPoint as opposed to me actually talking in front of an easel. I think it's a little more professional to the PowerPoint. And I've just included so much information. Like imagine this entire podcast of like all 52 episodes condensed into a program that also teaches you how to apply stuff. It's just a really good program. I'm very excited for it. Okay. So with that said, um, Merry almost Christmas, happy almost New Year's, uh, whatever you guys celebrate. If it's not Christmas, please enjoy it. I hope you really have a nice time this year. And let's talk about today, your highest self. All right, guys. So about five years ago, I don't know if you've heard this before or not, but welcome. About five years ago, my life was a complete mess, a complete mess. Like literally, let me tell you, I was completely addicted to nicotine. Like it's what I thought about. I would say 40% of the thoughts that went through my head every day was how am I going to hit my next hit of vape? I was copiously drinking on the weekends. And when I say copious, I guess that has different meanings for everyone. So I would say 12 to 15 drinks throughout the day slash night, depending on what time I started on the weekend. So I was vaping constantly. I was using alcohol heavily to numb my emotions. Uh, I wasn't really smoking weed at that time. I was overeating food. I was in a job that I hated. I considered myself at the time the world's oldest intern. I was making $10 an hour. I was also driving my brother's lease car because he worked from home or he had a job at the time that didn't need it. And I needed a car and couldn't afford one. So he was literally letting me drive his lease car and I just had to put gas in it. It was really nice of him. I was living at my parents' house in the bedroom I grew up in. And I hated it because the year before I was literally living in Spain where I had all the freedom in the world. Um, Yeah, I was completely broke. I had no relationship, not to mention that I wasn't even like a good match for anyone at the time. Like I, there's a good reason I wasn't in a relationship. I was not, there was no way (laughs) at that time I was going to be a good partner to anyone, let alone myself. And I was teetering on the edge of clinical depression um, during this time. I would say that I went full in right before I got the job and then I started to pull myself out a little bit, but my life was a complete mess. I was overeating. I was not happy with my body. I was not happy with my life, with my relationships, with 
anything. So that was about five years ago. And let me tell you today, I just want to, I want to gloat for a minute and it's not to brag, but I want to tell you the power of what you're going to learn in this episode. And this is an important thing to let you know. So uh, today I have a boyfriend that I am so wildly in love with. And he literally, like, I've never even dated someone remotely close to this person matching with everything that I want for my life. So what that tells me is I've officially become the kind of person that I want to date. Really good place to be. <laughs> because also, if I'm not in the relationship, I still love myself. So I'm no longer reliant on somebody in a relationship to make me feel good. So even if I don't have this relationship anymore, which I would love to keep it going, I'm really happy with it. Um, I'm not going to fall apart into shambles. And I know that I'm going to be just okay without it. So that's a really, really powerful place to be in a relationship. I recommend everybody get there. It's all about managing your emotions, by the way. Um, so relationship I love, I have a career that I'm absolutely enamored with. I impress myself every single day, like the amount of lives I'm changing and the amount of work that I'm putting out and quality of work I'm putting out. It's just, I'm so impressed with myself on the, the work part. Um, so that's amazing. I have amazing relationships with my family now. I'm no longer blaming them for my problems. I'm no longer blaming them for my own self-created suffering. So in turn, that just totally improved our relationships. In addition, I am living in an apartment that's a one bedroom. I pay for it myself. I pay all my own bills. I'm so happy about it. I literally have decorated my apartment for the first time in my life to actually attract the person that I want to become. Like I'm literally staring at you know, the, the guy I'm dating, he's in the feng shui. He is a feng shui coach. So he has helped me decorate my, um, my apartment in terms of speaking to my higher self. And it's really powerful by the way to do this. So I'm looking around, like I have gold accent on everything. I have like this giant picture of money on the other side of the wall, which I used to think was tacky, but now it's like, yes, I love money. I love attracting money. I love that I'm building wealth for myself and my future and my family. And it feels so good. And it's clean in here. I got rid of all the clutter. I am no longer drinking alcohol, except for special occasions, which is rare. I would say once every other month. Um, and that's even kind of a lot. I am no longer drinking caffeine. I forgot to mention that earlier. I was drinking like half a pot to a pot a day when I was 23, 24, no longer drinking caffeine. I'm literally drinking a decaf coffee from Tim Hortons today. I've switched over to decaf and occasionally I'll grab a decaf coffee, but most of the time I'm just drinking decaf tea and it's good and it's warm and it feels really nice. And I'm exercising literally once a day. I literally exercise once a day. And this is the, this is the catch. I look forward to exercising now. My body's awesome. I'm like so incredibly close to having a full out six pack. I'm so incredibly close. You guys, there's like literally five pounds of fat that I'm working off right now. And I will have a six pack. I'm like certain of it by the time that I go on the cruise that my boyfriend bought me in February. So like I'm going on a cruise for free. My boyfriend bought me a cruise and he paid for everything. <laughs> what? And we're going to do a sober cruise, by the way, we, it's a four day cruise. We're going to do it completely sober. Um, there might be one day that we can do like one drink by the pool and I'm totally good with that. Like that's enough. So in addition to no longer using substances, literally even porn where I'm not doing porn anymore, which that was something that I've definitely struggled with and definitely in my lifetime, especially during that time period of, uh, you know, depression, I was watching porn pretty much religiously as like another way to escape. Right. And I have a future that I love. And I also am considering moving in, uh, to Miami in August with my boyfriend and everything's going great. And like, literally you guys, my entire life in five years has switched so dramatically that my head spins. So the reason I'm saying that today is not to brag. It's to show you that this concept is really important. And today we're talking about thinking from the perspective of your higher self. Okay. So I've talked about reasons to quit vaping a lot, right? You guys know that quitting vaping 
is going to help you re- regulate your dopamine systems. And what that's going to do is really important. It's going to give you your motivation back. It's going to give you back your natural emotions, the good, bad, and the ugly, so that you can learn how to feel your emotions. And you can use those same exact emotions that you're learning how to feel to guide you forward in life to show you what you want and what you don't want. You know that quitting vaping is obviously going to help you with your health. It's going to help you with your relationship with yourself. It can't not. When you are addicted to something, your relationship with yourself suffers. Not a good place to be because when your relationship with yourself suffers, the things that you believe are possible for yourself also suffers. So you end up saying in jobs you hate, relationships you're not satisfied, and you blame other people for your unhappiness like I was doing. So in addition to all those things, and honestly, truly, I could go on with addiction and how much it's negatively affecting your life and how much it's negatively affecting your potential – But I don't need to do that. You guys understand that, right? If you're listening to this podcast, you understand vaping is not helping you. It's not serving you. It's not creating the life you want. So instead of doing all the negative, say with vaping, I want to focus on how good your life could be if you start thinking from the highest version of yourself, okay? So one of the biggest things I do with clients, my coaching clients, is we start to change their thought process to stop looking at what's already around them. Stop looking at what's manifested. That has nothing to do with your reality. A really good way that I heard it explained one time is you would never look at the wake of the boat to determine which way the boat's going to go next. Okay? That means that the wake of the boat, what's behind the boat, isn't steering the ship. You get to steer the ship. So whenever we look at like what the wake is, what's existing in our life, and we use that to determine what's possible for us, that's a really poor strategy, really bad strategy. I see this with people vaping all the time. They've tried quitting about 50 times like I had, and because of those experiences in the past, they make a belief, and remember, your beliefs are steering the ship. They have a belief that, okay, this isn't possible for me. I can't do it. No, that's not correct, actually. Maybe you just didn't have the right information. Maybe all those 50 times... We're leading up to the 51st time where you quit for good and it's just so easy and it, and it works for you, right? You don't know. But I can tell you that when you look at the past to judge what's possible for your future, it's completely erroneous thinking. That is a thought error and that's going to stop you from creating the life that you want, okay? So just be mindful of that. Be careful how you speak out loud about the past and what's possible for you and make sure that you're never looking at the past ever to determine your future, okay? So when I have clients, I have them stop doing that, looking in the past, and I shift their focus to What do you actually want? And immediately, right, everybody's limiting beliefs comes up. Well, I really want, I really want to have that car and I really want the relationship with this person that I just matched with so well, but I don't think that's possible for me, right? So ignore all the limiting beliefs when when you're thinking about your higher self. What you want to do is literally, without any exceptions, if you could have anything in the life that you wanted, what would it look like? And I really want you to start thinking that out, okay? Because when we can start to think about a compelling vision for our future, Guess what happens? All the shit we're doing right now that's not serving that future, it becomes much easier to let it go. When I talk about quitting vaping and I tell my story, I say it was easy for me to quit. And I know that that frustrates people because some people aren't at a vibration or a level to be ready to receive that information and it's frustrating. But let me explain this. When you have a compelling vision for your future and you're excited about that future and you can see that right now the thing that you're doing that's not serving that future is actually stopping you from getting there it's very easy to quit doing something that's no longer serving you, okay? Even as today, even though I'm so enamored with my life, I'm so grateful, I'm so excited about my life, like I'm genuinely, I've never been this excited and grateful in everything for my life. I'm just literally like emitting, I'm shitting rainbows. (laughs) Not in just the gay way, but like the excited way. (laughs) And let me tell you why, because not only am I building a life that I love right now and I'm so grateful for everything I have, but I also still have a compelling vision for my future. So I'm gonna grab the mic really fast and I'm gonna look to my right. Here's my vision board. I have a car on there called a Hyundai Genesis GV70. That is a $70,000 crossover 
car that I want with a fun, sporty engine that's completely luxurious. Do I need that car? No. Do I feel worthy of having that car? Absolutely. Am I going to manifest that car at some point? Yes, it's on my vision board. It's going to happen. So I'm really excited about that. It's totally something that in my past version of myself would have been really guilty for wanting because I didn't think I deserved it and I was worthy of it and that there's poor people in the world and I shouldn't have nice things and I should just help everyone for free. And that is no longer the vision of myself that I want to serve. I want to be the Andrew who gets everything that I want, even if it's luxurious and kind of unnecessary and some people might call frivolous. I want that for me so I can feel worthy. And then because I feel worthy, I'm going to be able to create better things for other people to help their life because I make my money in a way that serves the world. Really exciting, right? So it's a win-win, by the way, for the car. <laughs> I also have a, a card that I wrote myself. I literally sent this in the mail. It's got a stamp on it. I wrote it in my apartment, and then I handed it to the UPS guy. He just happened to be driving by one day and said, please send this. I know it's going to the same address, but please send this. I want a stamp on it. And he got it and stuff, whatever. So I have this card on my vision board that literally says, Andrew, you're so amazing. You have sold 100 pro of your new programs because I'm redoing the program. Remember the new one? And you are awesome and congratulations, you've just changed 100 people's lives with your program. So that's literally on my vision board. It's the coolest thing ever. I have a picture of Miami, um, actually the neighborhood that I want to move in in August. I have a picture of a guy without a shirt on facing like away from the camera and he has a nice back. It's like muscly because I have been working out a lot and I want to have muscly back and I also have this cyst on my back. It's like this little lump that I've had forever since I was 13 and one of my goals is to get it removed. And it's so cool because everything on my vision board is coming true, by the way. Like my compelling vision is so cool. So I am getting on January 18th of this year, I'm going to pay out of pocket to a dermatologist. I have never been to a dermatologist before because when I was growing up, that was literally a frivolous doctor. Like you don't ever go to a doctor that you don't absolutely need to go to because the medical bills will be so expensive. Well, I changed my opinion on that. So now I go to the doctor to get things done that make me feel good. And that feels really loving. So I'm going to get the sister moved off my back. I'm really excited about it. And that will be coming true on January 18th. Um, I also have a picture of my TikTok account with 100,000 followers. So I used to have a TikTok account in 2020. It was called Wigged Out Psychology. I made videos working at the psychiatric hospital. And I actually had a quarter million followers on that account. And then I did something stupid and I totally got my account um hacked and I it's lost now the, to this day the scammer is still trying to get me to give him money to get my account back I don't care about it anymore um, I'm just going to rebuild but that's one of my things on my vision board I also have a check that says $10,000 of passive income one of my goals in my business and I hope that it happens next year is to make $10,000 of passive income with the programs I'm putting out and with the courses and hopefully some other assets that I'm going to buy and create so that's really exciting to me and I don't say that ever to like make anyone feel bad about the way they're making money or anything like that I really don't but I'm showing you today that I am very intentionally thinking from the highest version of myself, the self that I want to create, right? When we spend time thinking about the vision that we have and we actually put ourselves there, we look at it and we feel the emotions of excitement, that is how we create that. That's called manifestation, right? You don't even have to get woo-woo. I like the woo-woo, by the way, but you don't even have to get woo-woo to do this. You can just like literally create a vision board and start believing in it. I don't think that's that woo-woo, um, but I do some woo-woo stuff too. I meditate. I like envision money in my bank account that doesn't exist yet. I would consider that kind of woo-woo, but it works. So I'd recommend that. Um, another thing I have is I want to have a top 10 self-help book. I really want that. Like I want to be on the New York Seller's Best Time list with the self-help book. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be about exactly yet, but I'm sure it'll be something about dopamine and addiction and how that's stopping you from creating the life that you want. All right, and then I have an amazing picture of myself. So I, I want to recommend to you guys that... It's part of envisioning your higher self is you put a really good picture of yourself somewhere. Like I put out my vision board. It's great. I look at it every single day. My vision board is literally um, 
it's oversized by the way if you don't if you i just want to say this if you've ever made a vision board i recommend it because it's amazing and it gives you that constant like thought that this is the life i want it like i can't not think about the life i want when it's on my wall and i've also um i repainted my whole apartment before i started decorating it's really clean and fresh in here and i decided to do an oversized vision board so this is like my own thing i guess i've never seen anyone else do it but um i had this big open wall it was like literally six feet by six feet in my maybe six feet by eight feet however tall the ceilings are but it's a really big chunk of wall and i didn't want to buy art for it i decided i was going to make an oversized vision board so every single thing on my vision board is printed by like a eight and a half by 11 inch like piece of computer paper it's all that big and it looks so cool and they're all in color and i have a color printer it's very empowering if you want to be your highest version of yourself i sincerely believe every single highest person in the world has a color printer that's always stocked with ink because it's the most pow- empowering thing you can ever do I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting carried away today, <laughs> but I'm really excited about this, especially for this time of the year. It's very important to start thinking about who you want to become, not who you've been in the past. So the reason I give you all this information is because I want to show you how committed I am to actually envisioning the life that I want. And that is the reason why quitting vaping was so easy for me. When I was able to have this vision on my wall and I looked at every single image on my wall, this was a couple of years ago when I was starting to figure out what I wanted, I wrote down a whole list. And it was very interesting because every single thing on the list, really every single thing that I have on my vision board today, it represents having more freedom. That is what ultimately the emotion that we want as human beings, right? I want the freedom to drive the car that I want to drive, to buy the things I want to buy for my parents. I want to buy them a house. Like I, one of my biggest dreams in the world is to have the financial freedom to literally take my mom and dad shopping to go buy them a house. I cannot wait to do that. I need to actually, you guys, I'm putting on my vision board. (laughs) That's so good. I actually should put that on my vision board. Okay. Thanks, Andrew, for the idea. No problem, Andrew. (laughs) So um, anyways, when you have these things on your vision board and you can look at them every day and you see that vaping is something that is actually stopping you from feeling the emotions that you need to feel to create that, then dropping vaping really is kind of easy. And I want to offer this too. Like vaping and addiction is the opposite of freedom. If you're listening to this podcast, I know on a really, really deep, like core part of your being, you know that, and I know where you're at. I know what it's like to literally feel like you're not in control over a substance that you use and you didn't ever intend it to get to this point. And it's addictive, right? And on the last episode too, we talked about why is nicotine so addictive? Because nicotine, especially in vapes, because nicotine itself is addictive, but not like it is today with the vapes. Um, Vapes are very highly artificially concentrated. In addition, the way that the nicotine is delivered from vapor, it enters your bloodstream extremely quickly. So because of the extremely quick spike and an extremely intense spike of dopamine that vapes give you with nicotine, it's very addictive because the addiction probability of something, like how we know something will be addictive, is determined on two things, the intensity and the speed of uh, dopamine spiking. So vaping is pretty much a like perfect storm of addiction for that. Um, so anyways, the reason why I don't envision my life with vaping at all is because I know how addictive it is. So there are still times in my life and even in my higher self, I see my higher self going out sometimes eating junky food, like just indulging in food. I see my higher self indulging in alcohol, maybe going out, getting some champagne, having a couple of drinks. I am always going to love a good IPA. I'm just going to say that <laughs> I might be drinking them in like a nicer bar, but I'm always going to like a good IPA. Okay. So the highest version of myself, I can see other substances involved in that. But when it comes to nicotine, I absolutely don't. I was on a call with a client the other day and, you know, she was kind of asking, how, how is it possible that you're not going back or that there's no desire? How is it possible you don't have any lingering thoughts about nicotine? And my answer really is simple. 
the highest version of myself that I spend every single day looking at and envisioning and talking about with my boyfriend and my family and everyone in my life, that version of myself just isn't even, nicotine isn't even on the same vibration. I'm so far beyond that with my with my vibration at this point that it's just not even something that comes in my radar. And when you are no longer a match to something vibrationally in your mind, in your body, with your emotions, with your vision for yourself, then the thing that you used to use that you used to have so much trouble with, you just stop having an issue with it. And again, the reason is because that version of myself no longer exists. The version of myself that was clinically depressed, that was addicted to nicotine, that version of me is gone. And how is that possible? Because I completely believe new things about myself today. That really is how you affect change in your life. You have to change your belief systems. You have to say, hey, Andrew, why am I doing this thing? I know it's not good for me. I'm going to stop judging myself for just five minutes. I'm going to stop judging myself for doing it. And I'm just going to ask myself with so much curiosity and a little bit of compassion. If I can, if I can kind of weasel some compassion out, I'm going for it. Why am I doing this? And if you sit down and if you take out a piece of paper and you start actually like looking at your thoughts, like, why am I doing this? How do I actually believe that it is serving me? And by the way, if you're vaping, even if you're resistant to believe this, there is something in you that believes that nicotine use is better than not nicotine use, okay? Because remember, your thoughts create your emotions which drive your actions. So if you are using nicotine, it's because there is a part of you mentally that believes that your life is better with nicotine somewhere. And that thought could come in a thousand different flavors or shapes. It could come in like, uh, like I have clients that tell me all the time they're scared of their emotions and they're scared to process their emotions. So they're using nicotine to avoid their emotions and they're actively aware of it. But their thought error, it's an error in thinking, is that their emotions are worse than nicotine addiction. And that's absolutely a thought error. I promise you that addiction is far worse than learning how to actually be with and manage your emotions, which I can teach you in the program. And sorry, it's a little plug. That was so casual, wasn't it? <laughs> but um, I promise you, an emotion's a vibration in your body. It can never hurt you. But the way that we respond to our emotions absolutely can and does hurt us. And if we're somebody who responds to our emotions by avoiding them and numbing, that's going to create addiction. That's going to hurt us, I promise you. Addictions always create more negative than positive. And if you don't see that now, you will get to a point where that does happen. One of the things I heard, um, I've, I've been reading this book. It's called Dopamine Nation by Anna Limke. She's a doctor. She's like one of the leading people in the world in addiction. She talks very heavily about dopamine. And what she says is as you get older and older, because you, you, when you're young especially, your addiction doesn't seem to really bother you right? Because you're so resilient. Your body's healing. There's not that many negatives. Your brain isn't really developed enough when you're really young to see the foresight of how that's negatively affecting you. But as you get older, your body doesn't recover as much and you have a longer time frame of experience. So you start to see that this is actually negative affecting me a lot in my life. So with age comes insight, right? And a little bit slower healing in your body. So those two things together, they kind of affect you and your willingness to give up an addiction that you can see is no longer serving you. If it ever did to begin with, which I don't think addiction ever serves somebody, maybe their current version of themselves, but not their highest version of themselves, right? And what I mean by that is if addiction serving you, it's, it's, it's your best tool and your resource kit right now to deal with the things that are, that you don't want to deal with pretty much, but it's not really serving you. It's helping you to just manage and get by. But in my terms of serving, when I say, does it serve you? I'm always speaking of your higher self. Whenever I coach anybody and I'm speaking to anybody from a coaching perspective, it's always, does that serve the person you want to become? And that's the question you want to start asking yourself. So anyways, as people get older, their body starts getting slower to heal. And one of the sayings in Alcoholics Anonymous is, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> and I just think that's so, that's so hit the nail on the point, right? It's so good because 
as you get older and you start to see how damaging that this addiction really is, it's creating all this negative that you just get sick and tired of your own, you know, shit. And then you want to just become the highest version of yourself. So I think that's an interesting little saying that I just want to throw in there. All right. So this has been a really good episode. I think I can end it. It's been about 25 minutes. I think that there's a lot of information here. The, the whole entire point of this episode is to show you, you don't want to think from the current version of yourself. And what I mean is stop looking at the past and the present to determine what you want to think and believe. And truly, honestly, that's the entire thesis of life coaching. Let's change your thoughts and beliefs. Well, how do we know what to think and believe? You look at the life you want and then you work backwards. It is that simple. And then you practice the believing. It's like, what does it mean to practice belief? Well, I just told you, right? Draw, have a vision board. I'm looking at it right now. Like that is me practicing belief. I meditated before this podcast. I sat down for 15 minutes. I cleared my mind. And then I started envisioning money in my bank account. I listened to Abraham Hicks recordings and I listened to Tony Robbins and I like read Think and Grow Rich and I listened to Bob Proctor on YouTube. And like I intentionally practice this work every day. That is what it looks like to practice believing new things. Put yourself into a situation where you have a chance to undo some thoughts that aren't serving you and potentially start believing some new ones that do. And it's really cool because if you do this, I promise you, it's impossible. It is impossible to not start to believe in the vision of your higher self if you practice believing it. How do I know this? Well, first of all, my own personal experience, look at me now compared to five years ago. So I'm a great example from an anecdotal perspective, but also every single client I've ever had in my life that's gotten results, they've been able to apply thought work and they've been able to have a vision and change it and they've gotten results because of it. And the third way I know it's possible for all you analytical thinkers out there that aren't so woo-woo is that your brain is plastic and it works by repetition. You can look up any study on the brain ever and it will prove that to you, I promise you. So what does that mean? That if you practice believing new thoughts, eventually they're going to start to stick because new neurons will start connecting and old ones will stop connecting. They will prune away and die. There you go. There's some uh, technical mumbo jumbo for you so you can believe in manifestation and envisioning the higher self, okay? So my last question to you is this. When you look at the version of your higher self, I don't care if it's really in depth or not. It, it can just be like, I just know I want to be in a better position. That's all the vision you need. Okay. And it'll get clearer over time as you do this work. But when you think about your higher self, are you holding a vape stick in your hand? Are you still dealing with addiction? Is that what the highest version of yourself is doing with your time, energy, and dopamine and with your relationship with yourself? Thank you so much. There will be two more episodes of this podcast. They're going to be just bangers. I'm very excited. And then you will see me a lot because I'm going to be in this industry and I'm going to be blowing up because my vision board is telling me I'm going to and I feel it and I believe it. So, all right. I love you guys so much. I really do. I really care about you. And I know that vaping isn't serving the version of you that you want to be because it certainly isn't serving the version of me I want to be. And I'm living proof of that. And I will die on that cross. Okay. Have a fantastic holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa. Uh, what's the other one? I'm so sorry. Um, oh my God. I want to say bar mitzvah. I'm so stupid. Hanukkah. What is wrong with me? I'm not even going to cut that. Okay. Sometimes you're allowed to have a brain fart. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Whatever you're celebrating, please enjoy it. Be safe. You as kind, you as smart, you as important. Um, I'll see you next week. Okay. What's up guys. I hope you're enjoying the show and that each episode is bringing you one step closer to becoming a non-listener. If you'd like to take all this information to the next level and finally quit vaping for good, you can check out the course link in my bio. Have a great day. See you next week.